This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Mallory Donahue. And this is ZD Donahue. And yes, I'm ready. You're not eating those chips you're that the have one that been told up here for six to months. to get up here at a certain time and then you're like, And it's 15 no, minutes later. Yeah, okay. yeah, I and know. then when I come up and I'm not exactly perfectly ready, but I brought her food. Anyway. But I'm not eating the food while I'm trying. Yeah, I really actually it doesn't I wish ma- I would have eaten it, something before. It this. doesn't matter. If someone brings you food, it means they love you. I brought you food last night. How was it? Right. How it was it? You love was me. it okay? Yeah, Jerry devoured was it. Good? it. Mm-hmm. I thought I it was no, really it was, good. It was good. It was I good. have half did a cow. Did you make those buns? Or no, did I didn't okay. make the buns. I bought the buns. I was going to say because they weren't the quality that I'm used to. Oh, really? I liked them. They were okay. I liked <clears> them. <throat> Yours are better. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I made, made roast beef. Okay, so I made chuck roast, and like I'm used to making it a certain way, yeah. and- but this is a bone-in chuck roast, which is different because I bought half a cow from somebody. Um, so I've just been roasting this stuff and cutting it up like it's roast beef because I have like 15 right. roasts. <laughs> and I've decided, you know, I'm not, I know there are a lot of people who are going to disagree with this. I really don't like the crock pot very much. I'm not a crock potter. I'm a Dutch oven person. Yes. Either on top of the yes, stove. Yes, or in the or oven. In, so... What I realized yeah. is a crock pot is a Dutch oven takeoff. But I never, I, mean, I shouldn't say never, but I rarely do anything in the crock pot without searing it first. I seared this first. Right. But was this crock still, pot? it was crock oh. pot. And the beef was fine. The vegetables I wasn't very happy with. Yeah. And I think it has to do with, like, the moisture. Maybe it even had to do with, like, the cut of beef and, and just yeah. what I was expecting. You know, I never, I didn't give you any of the carrots because I didn't like how the carrots came out. You know, I out. never used a crock pot until we redid our kitchen. Was it six or seven yeah, years? And you so I was, have. like, in my 60s before I used a crock pot. I, I, so here's the deal. The crock pot is, was taking up some valuable real estate, kitchen storage real it, estate. Yes. It's going to live in the garage now. And mine lived in the garage for a long time. And it yeah. is good for, like, keeping a soup warm at a party yeah. or well, something like I that. Well, and I have a couple of mini crock pots. Yes, those are also good and for And those are good parties. to take, like, and I realize to, like, someplace. Or, that, yeah. that the crock pot is a very good option. It's a very safe option for cooking something for a long time when you right. have to, like, go to work. Well, that, that we is. We get to work from home. Yeah. Okay, that, so that's that the thing. when I, now, I do know people that said they have actually roasted chickens in it. And yeah. they did it, and it was really good. I liked I, it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how. We're just, it's fine. It's just not my. I just feel like. And I have two Dutch ovens. Well, I, I have a timer on my oven so i can yeah. do i can start it in my dutch oven i can put it in my you have a cooking timer like right a, so yeah. i can like i think i do too which is exactly the same as crock pot to me but it's it is not i don't think is safe i i think well you've got a bigger appliance on that's well, like, for sure I, I think it's 
firefighters would tell you that you can have your crock pot on and you're not supposed to leave the house with your oven on. I think yeah. it's different. But yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should ask a firefighter. Well, I kind of left my house with my oven uh, on before. Well, People will tell you not to leave your house with your dryer yes, on. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, clean out your lint filter, everybody. Okay, so I made that roast in the crock pot. It was fine. It's not my preferred method, which I think I can segue into this subject of the podcast. can be made... By in a different, different process. M- yes, different methods. And you might come up with a similar or same product. And depending on the equipment you have, you might be more a- successful with one technique. Yes. Yeah, the, the equipment you have available. Right. You might be successful with one technique and not another with the equipment you have. And then there are things you can do to make the equipment you have work. And Well, and cetera, the experiences that you've had with or without certain equipment yes. or just the experiences you've had with the materials you're working with sometimes will dictate for you to do it, you know, a certain way because you have more knowledge. Also, food. This question comes from Tamara, who is, oh gosh, what's her exact, I don't know what her exact, uh, title is at a local nonprofit. The local nonprofit is the Columbia Center for Urban Agriculture. Uh-huh. So they do lots of really cool things right. around growing your own vegetables. And she's like their communications person. Um, she like does PR like their social media and, yeah. and, and okay. stuff like yeah. that. Actually, the uh-huh. kids, you know, the kids were in that video about sweet right. potatoes. Right. And she that was at her house. Okay. Okay. So um, anyway, this question comes from Tamara and it is about t-shirt quilts. And let me see. I wish maybe I would have asked a couple more questions about uh, about her experience, but we have a lot of experience with um, with this subject. So sewing with knit slash t-shirts material, I have made two t-shirt quilts and I had so many problems. And so this is different. Sewing with knits to make like a blanket is different than sewing with knits yeah. to make a garment, right? Um, yes. Uh, so yes. anyway, um, that that's different. Yes. We've, we've done some some episodes on sewing knit garments, and this is going to be a different story. So, and there are some qualifiers here. Um, so she wants to make a t-shirt quilt. Some advice we used to give. Now, wait. Well, a yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So yeah. let's talk about what a t-shirt quilt. Let's talk about is. what a t-shirt Just quilt so, is. So people will know. There may be people out there that don't know what a t-shirt quilt is. So. Most often what this is, is it's t-shirts that, you know, depict an event. So you've run in a race, you've been on a soccer team, you've been in a marching band, but, you know, they they reflect something or, you know, sometimes it's a band or a concert you went to and you bought the t-shirt or a play or whatever. So it's a graphic t-shirt, right? It usually has some graphic on it and you are taking it and you're going to make each block or some most of the blocks with this t-shirt that's right okay so that's so it's 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 you know a memorial t-shirt no. it, yeah memory quilt yeah, yeah memory, memory quilt, quilt. whatever hillary's so. getting ready to buy a oh yeah actual uniform you know retired band uniform where her husband josh was the band leader at one time they are now retiring them and you take them and you make like pillows up. That's, but, you know. I think that'll be cute. Right. Well, right. and people, you know, people make memory uh, right. pillows, pillows out of a bags, deceased person's you know, things, uh, shirts right. and it's got a little pocket on it and you can yeah. embroider on it and it's cute. Um, so there's lots of ways to do that. So 
t-shirt quilts or memory quilts, there are an industry has popped up around right. this. Both an industry geared toward the DIY, home sewist, whatever, and then also an industry geared toward uh, the people who don't want to sew them. There are right. services. Right. There okay. are people. You can send your T-shirts away. Uh-huh. Um, now, it may not come back exactly like what you yeah, expected. Yeah, so that I would. I, but, but that yeah. also happens if you give it to a friend mm-hmm. or a person in town that does this or whatever. So, and, and there's there's a reason for that. Yes. There's many reasons for it, actually. One reason being each T-shirt is not graphicked the same correctly, not the same shape or style or whatever. Size. Size. So the graphic is not right. the same size, you know. Or the T-shirt's yeah, not the right. same size. Right. And the other thing is the fabrics. Yes. They are now different. Okay. Back in the day, a T-shirt was a T-shirt was a T-shirt. <laughs> right. It's so not anymore. We talked about this in our T-shirt alterations episode about how, like, you used to get kind of this straight up and down um, like not super stretchy, more like mechanical right. stretch. But now we've got people being like, "I want a nicer T-shirt." So well, you get these soft and T-shirts, be, and, and they'd be like one hundred percent cotton, or yeah. maybe they'd be like twenty eighty, which were very very similar. So the fabrics, I guess what I'm saying, would have been more similar to each other. Probably right. now you're getting rayon. You're sometimes you're getting bamboo. You're getting the I don't know what the fabrics call with the little holes in it that. You know, the like the, the jersey, yeah, like, like, like 4 football jersey, yeah, or something yeah. like that. So now, you know, so you, you're you getting different fabrics now that so you're mixing fabrics more than like, yeah, okay. So over in consumer land, all right, you've got rulers, mm-hmm. okay, for this kind of thing. Um, that like big squares that let you center the logo and they're they're clear. Okay, so that could be a challenge that someone faces. So they're like a 14-inch square or an 18-inch square, sometimes Mm -hmm. a 12-inch square. But, um, you know, you will have to go through all of your T-shirts and make some decisions there. So that is... Uh, can often be like a first step is going through the t-shirts and you're like oh well this t-shirt just has this sort of like long rectangle that's just like the name of a a business you know or something or or the name of something oh but then this t-shirt has a big thing that could be turned into a rectangle or a square this one has a big sewing machine on it that says I am a sewing machine this one has a little logo on the sleeve that's super small that maybe I could put in some sashing okay here we go are we? Or that could be your small squares versus you're going to have. You know, or are you two, just so going to applicate that so bad have boy two on there? Different kinds of blocks or something yeah. like that. So when you plan out a quilt, you're oftentimes like laying it out, and you're you know seeing okay, do I uh, with your t-shirt quilt? It doesn't just have to be made of t-shirts. You could pop in another material in there, right. sort of that. Uh, at when I say sashing, that's oftentimes. Uh, I guess sorry if I. Um, define this incorrectly, quilters, but that's like a strip of fabric between blocks. Right. And it can be decorative. It can be functional, as in it can be a way that you have, like, these small blocks and you wanted a bigger quilt so right. that you get to add two inches between each block. Boom, right. that's, like, Or you, you know. could actually <laughs> put sashing on a block to make it bigger. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, frame it. sort of. Right. Frame it, framing. So, so, you know, mm-hmm. this block can be, or this, you know, this quilt, quilt top, uh-huh. can just be blocks so you have 14 inch blocks or 12 inch blocks bam 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 or you alternate with another fabric too so you have 
you know, your printed block and a plain block and a printed block and a plain yep. You know, there's all ways to do this. So you get to design this quilt, and there's no problem with looking this up. Right. Like by Googling it or, or, or whatever. Okay. Quilt designs. So you, yes. Or so layouts. You can use sashing too with these t shirt quilts. Like a lot of times, it's like, okay, we got a red and we got a green and we got a blue and we got a yellow. And right. we got a, you know, oh my God, there's all these colors. Or maybe it's a t shirt quilt that is sort of like, these are all the things from high school. So there is a right. color scheme. We see a lot of, you know, in our uh, channel, a lot of Mizzou quilts, yeah, which are yeah. gold and black and maybe some white. You know. So your sashing could be used to like further, um, enforce a color scheme or to bring in some unity or something like that now your sashing here's where we go is the sashing going to be quilting cotton right um or Or is it going to be knit is it going to be knit Mm -hmm. um and so you need to plan your t-shirt quilt out you need to know what size it's going to be how many t-shirts you have if you need to uh are you using the front and backs of the Uh t-shirts cut all that stuff out because sometimes the graphic is big on the front, and there's a little on the okay. back. Okay, so this blah, is blah, where blah. I do think, you know, we have big, clear, square rulers. Right. We don't make t-shirt quilts aren't our, like, don't thing we do all the time. You yes. know, uh, we'll do them for someone we love. Some people love doing these. So those big rulers, though, can be used for other stuff. Oh, absolutely. I don't, and, and they were made before absolutely. this. And used for other stuff, right. and then they were packaged. So if you buy one, if you're like, oh, will I ever use this again? Like, yeah, we like them for think so. other things. We you actually know. have a project called the Three Pocket Bag that bag we would use those for. Yeah, you're totally right. right. A big square can be nice. Right. Um, of course, it's nice to... can be used to, to square things off. Absolutely. Like, you know, if you are making something else. So those products can be used for other stuff. And then you're going to be... Um, the next part, I bet the part that really stumped Tamara uh-huh. and stumped so many people, like she said in her question, right. how to sew with knits for this project. Right. That's what we're going to cover in section number two of this podcast. So we'll be right back, and we're going to talk to you about things like interfacings and can you use a serger and, and stitch stabilizers and all that stuff. Can, okay? yeah, how do you mix these fabrics? So you've been waiting for you know, 13, 14 minutes here, and we're going to get down and dirty in uh, – second half of this podcast. Hey ZD, wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SewHere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. Sew, 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 sewing out loud. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. Okay, this is stretchy, wiggly fabric. If you were a quilter and you were making traditional quilts, you've come from the land of, like, super stable quilting cotton. Stable. Oh, I... And then, oh, oh, we got to take a break real quick and let let the the dogs dogs in. in. Okay, dogs, dogs inside, not in rain. Now it's not raining. (laughs) All right. So sewing on stretchy fabric is challenging. And if you were a quilter and you'd been sewing on stable cotton and then someone's like, we make a t-shirt quilt. You're like, yeah, I'm a quilter. I'll make you a t-shirt quilt. Yeah, whatever, you know, or, or you see the project. You're like, yes, I'm a quilter. I will make a t-shirt quilt. And then all of a sudden you're like, crap. This is a little different. It um, is different. So we used to always recommend, I mean, this this is the fix, okay? This is the fix, is interfacing or stabilizing or whatever right. your blocks. So you are fusing stabilizer yep. on the back of your T-shirt piece. Yes. And then, ta-da, it doesn't stretch anymore. It's right. totally sewable. And the stabilizer we always like recommended was a was a knit stabilizer and yeah. that does stabilize it so we it doesn't to, leave it stretchy we used to recommend that no show mesh right and i think it was fine easy but knit. i think the easy knit right. actually is what i would recommend now yeah it's softer yet still and, and, keeps it stable and the reason we recommend this because if you use like a regular stabilizer iron-on interfacing or whatever yeah what you're going to get is a stiffness a stiff blanket that's not you know, snugly, blankly comfortable. Right. Yes. Yes. So it is. Um, I mean, if this is going to be a display that's on the wall, that's a different story. Right. Now, the no-show mesh that is a little stiffer, I think was also kind of okay if the person was then going to do like batting and quilting. Right. Because you right. get that batting in there. Right. And, and, uh, and those quilts are a little stiffer. Right. Now, so that's, that's the other thing. Is this a t-shirt quote? quilt that is actually a quilt or is it a wall hanging no or is it a blanket sort of thing that doesn't get that doesn't get quilted you know (laughs) right now is it going to be a throw on a couch yeah it's going to be actually on some bed yeah what is this going to be yeah what are you are you going to and it's okay whatever it is is fine but that should dictate what kind you know the stiffness or the heaviness or the bulk of this stabilizer yeah so Here's the deal. There is a service, I've seen it, where you can send off your, I mean, there are probably several, but the one that was advertised to me on Facebook was like, you can send your, and it'll get advertised again because my phone's listening now right. uh, to me, talk about t-shirt quilts. We'll just 
Which yep. is hang, put up. Um, put so, tape over everything on that's your That's right. Um, so they showed their process. And what right. they're doing is they are cutting these custom. They're using some rulers. And they are putting them together with a serger. Mm-hmm. And then they're putting like a fleece backing on right. it. That's fine. And you can do that. So it's going to be stretchy. But, yes. It's going to be stretchy. It's going to lose its shape. Yes. And that can be okay for people. Right. It can be fine. Absolutely. So, but it's it's a little bit of a trade-off. So Tamara, I don't think, has a serger. Right. And a lot of people don't have sergers. Right. What the serger does is it eliminates the need for that interfacing because it handles those knit fabrics just That's fine. Right. right? It's just so going to sew not, those together. It's, it's not distorting, you know, the fabric you don't Generally. get the skip stitches right. or the 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 growth, right. you know, of of the stretchiness. A serger can often handle those kind of fabrics just fine, and so what they're doing in that factory is they're just going zoom, zoom, zoom with the right. serger and popping a backing on it, and that's that's great. Right. Okay. I think the other thing that that concerns me about that that I would want to think about is do I want this to be durable? And yeah. I think it would be less durable put together that way with someone wadding it up and washing it all the time and it's sort no of, doubt you know i just think it would it would not be now do they do they tie it to the back i do don't they, know i wanted to yeah. talk about that do so, they stabilize it to the, the front to the back yes. yeah so what quilting does the actual when you when you talk about the act of quilting not the hobby of quilting right. the act of quilting is sewing through many layers to secure them together right. often a top and batting and a backing the mm-hmm. quilt sandwich if you will okay so you don't have to do that, though. What mom's talking about, the method of tying, mm-hmm. is using, like, a yarn or a floss or something. Ribbon I used. Do whatever. Right. To put those layers together uh, at intervals, mm-hmm. like, often at or the corner. Or you can do, like, sort of like a tailor tack. Yeah. You know, you could actually you, stitch it in places. Just... And what this does is, so, like, a quilt without quilting could look like a pillowcase. You could pull the back and the front apart right. and you could, you know, really so distort it with, almost. you'd wind up with this pillowy thing that would like lose its shape yeah. because it has nothing to hold the front to the back. So tying or quilting those together keeps those layers one. Right. And ta-da, we're, you know, we're not pulling apart. We're not losing our shape. And quilting can be, you know, I've seen people send t-shirts to long-arm quilters where they've stippled around everything. Right. Or you can just stitch in the ditch to but hold. Those you do whatever you want. I mean, like the one she's talking about that goes the llama arm have usually been stabilized. Yes. they. And then the back yeah. is usually a woven fabric. Yeah. So if you have a sewing machine at home, if that's what you've got at home, you're going to need to look into what kind of interfacing you want. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to apply that. And then you can proceed to piece these together with much less sadness and challenge right. than if they well, were not interfaced. And another thing I would like to bring up here is because because you have a sewing machine and someone knows you sew, they will approach you to do oh, this. Yeah. Well, oh, could you just out of my, you know, my kids' old t-shirts or my dad's old ties or my dad's old dress shirts? Like, okay, this is expensive to do. It is. This is not an inexpensive because you're using used old t-shirts. 
it actually is almost more expensive than starting with some sort of yardage because you do have to stabilize and your time will be considerable it, because yeah. every piece is different. So it's not like you're, you know, whacking out a stack of, you know, uh, shapes to go into a block. You don't get to do that. It's, it's a, one at a time. It's a heavy lift. Yeah, it is, that, it is not go. easy. There you go. <laughs> and so, you know, and you're designing it basically, unless yeah. they have our, and you know, they may have designed it and you need to look at their design and decide if it's worth doing too, uh-huh. or is it practical to do what they've designed, you know, or if they say, I want, you know, all of the band t-shirts on this row and all of this on this row, you know, they might not wind up really liking it like that. Yeah. So there's, there's just considerable things to consider here it's expensive in your time it's expensive in product so it no, may be expensive to your friendship it used to be like somebody's making a t-shirt quilt and i'm like well i'm gonna sell this person uh four rolls of this stabilizer right. and it they're 26 dollars a piece right. or something and if it's something you're gonna do a lot you can figure out how to buy that stuff in bulk but you're also then you said expensive in time right you better Throw a sheet over your ironing board yep. and maybe get yourself a Teflon pressing sheet because you're going to be doing a lot of pressing. Well, that's it. The pressing is, you know. It's its own have, thing. We have a press. A press is nice. And that's what we would use for something yeah, like that. Yeah, that would be perfect for a project like right. this. Interfacing but, um, a big you know, chunk are you going to buy a $400, $500 press for one project for yeah, right. a friend? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, I would probably think not. So Unless the friend is willing to buy you that. For you to do the quilt, you, it might be worth it. I don't know. This is a, you know, you said you have got T-shirts from Hillary from 1999, okay. right? I have T-shirts. And you love Hillary. We, Hillary graduated <laughs> from high school in 1998. That would be 22 years ago. Yeah. And I believe most of these T-shirts come from her high school era, okay? I'm trying to think, like, how many are, if there's many from Lyceum or whatever, and I don't. I don't think we got T-shirts at Lyceum. I think no, we had they, some made yeah. when, like, they did Joseph. They went to this, you know. Um, well, this was before it was artist. really easy to make right. T-shirts all right. the time. Absolutely. Yeah, 22 years ago, they didn't spew these out over the Internet, remember? Yeah, and so buy. they used to have just a Lyceum T-shirt, you know. Right. There I was think. a Lyceum. We had Lyceum T-shirts, yeah. yes. But not, like, but show that was the, the, the Somerset Theater there. Yeah. But I still have the box. That's mm-hmm. how much I love to do these. Yeah. <laughs> I have a box of T-shirts <laughs> from so I know I know what she wants in her T-shirt or yeah. in her T-shirt quilt. So they are difficult to do. Make it easy on yourself by investing in the stabilizer. Right. Okay. Um. So you said easy knit, that dream weave stuff. Mm-hmm. It's much lighter, and it's you know we said it wouldn't be as durable if you just put it together with the. St- oh, this is another place. Where, if you are going to do this on the serger, I would go with a four-thread. Oh, I would too, yep. absolutely. So do it like a four-thread. You could stabilize and serge. I just imagine these T-shirts, but, like, going, or these T-shirt quilts, honestly, going away to college with someone. Yeah. This is what's in my head. Uh-huh. And that they're getting, you know, thrown in the back of a car, and they're getting thrown on a bed, and then they're getting thrown out on a lawn someplace to party on, and then they bring it home, and you've got to wash it. And so I don't know. So you're putting— It so, could work. I don't know. You know but, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not know. saying it yeah. won't work. I'm just saying— I think that this is not always a quilt that just gets laid on a bed yeah, sure. or on the end of the couch. Right, right. right. I, I, um, it needs some durability. So, yeah, talking about expense, we talked about long-arm quilting. So, right. I, 
we saw people in the shop buy the hundred dollars worth of stabilizer, put all the work into, and then you have piecing. to buy fabric for the back of this and, and quilt, depending the back. How, how big it is. Yeah, and like backing fabric for a quilt can be special because it's right. really big. Well, right? you know, are you going to buy wide or are you going to piece it? Yeah, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. You're going to get a label right. made, you know. Yeah, and then you send it off to a long arm quilter, right. and that's an expense, right. you know. Uh, so think about all this stuff. You know, if you really want it for yourself and, and it's all worth it to you, great. You know, but if someone does just say, is this something you can do in your spare time? This is not this him is, in a pair no, of pants. No, this is this is uh, not spare time. Well, yeah. rarely, honestly, is anything if you're going to do it right, I guess. Right, but, right. Um, you know, I've had somebody that wanted their bra strap shortened and I... In my, she told me to do it in her spare time, and it, you know, it took me like two years because uh, yeah. I finally <laughs> had like twenty minutes of spare time to do it. Um, but my CrossFit coach wants me to do something to an apron he has. Find out about this tomorrow night, and it's like it's got a big hammer loop, but he wants it to be made into two smaller loops. Uh-huh. So I would imagine this just Hopefully means you could just sew that sewing down, one line right? of stitching. Um, and I said, the cost is don't tell anyone I did this for you. Because, you know, right. a CrossFit gym, it's all about community. Right. And I'm like, am I going to turn into the sewing, you know, <laughs> person? And it's it's fine, but um, I don't want to be spending when, all my spare when time I, when doing When I first started that. doing Ariel, I told no one I sewed. Yeah. And then when we started performing and I started making costumes. It was bad, wasn't it? I had people coming to Mallory and saying, talk your mother into making a costume for me. I mean, that's how bad it was. Like, but, um, oh, yeah. The, 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 yeah. What do I do with all this talent, everyone? Exactly. What do we exactly. do? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, you do so, need, so if you, but, but Tamara's question was how to deal with, she said she was pulling her hair out and I'm just right. assuming you do want to make sure after you've interfaced that, I think you can probably just use a universal needle, but maybe a Microtex, I'm thinking. I would probably use a Microtex just because I know it was, like, super sharp. And then give yourself seam allowance. Mm-hmm. So this goes back to the beginning of the podcast when you're cutting out those right. shapes. You need to make sure to include seam allowance. So if you want a 12-inch block, block, it has to be at least 12 and a half. Yeah, and at I least think maybe maybe I'd make it thirteen. Right. You know. I think that with a half inch seam allowance. I so don't know. traditionally, right, quilts are quarter inch seam allowance. Right. Even when they're interfaced, these fabrics are a little less stable than right. quilting cotton. Right. I might consider giving yourself three eighths or half inch. Right. It another, won't, won't another hurt. thing I would really consider on this too is do not use cheap thread, please. You will be so upset when it starts falling apart. Right, right. And, and likely it would fall apart before you even finish the thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, use a high-quality thread yep. for sure. Yep. Use some metrazine, even if you're, you know, cotton fabric, cotton T-shirts and everything. Get off yeah. that metrazine polyester thread. Absolutely. Um, it could be used to tack things together, too, if you right. want. Right, right. You totally... can actually quilt with that metrazine. Right. We had a lot of people do yeah. that. Yeah, so we saw... At the shop, when we were seeing lots of people's projects, we saw the most simple T-shirt quilts, and then we saw some elaborate, very elaborate ones. People were like, you know, with different blocks inserted, like double wedding ring T-shirt quilt. You know, yeah, you know, and they were fancy.
fantastic. Or, you know, they would have a banner somewhere like in the middle or down towards the bottom of the quilt. Lots of people incorporating. That had, you know, the name embroidery, and the name yeah. of the schools. Yep. And yeah, we had yep. a lot of, we had. Or some kind of time period right, or whatever. Right, and made by, you know, Nana for uh-huh. your graduation from high school and or whatever, whether it was on the front or the back. Yep, yep. Um. I like quilt labels because I've made very few quilts in my life, and a lot of times they were for babies or children, and I would say, (laughs) you know, this quilt made for Garrett on the, you know, for the advent of his birth, and I would say started in 19, you know, 99 and finished in 2004. (laughs) 2012, you know, yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So that he knew. But I did understand he did take that to college with oh, him. Oh, did he? But anyway. Good, good. All right, everybody. Well, we hope that answers some questions about T-shirt quilts. Do, if you want to do this, you know, dive in. If there's someone and you're like, oh, do I really need that thing for T-shirt quilts? You might. You might I need would, the ruler. You might probably, need the I, stabilizer. The one thing I, or, you know. I would really, really <laughs> want before I started out was that acrylic ruler. And the stabilizer. Well, I, no, yeah, I mean, no. Just, start out, just to start out, because right. I'd be laying that on for sure, the top for sure. of these, you know. Well, that is another thing that happens. To know where it's centered and what it looks like. It, it you, becomes your frame. You have the box of T-shirts. Some people have even a box of, like, they've they've already cut the rectangles, but they're in a box for five years right. or ten years or I 16. I cut them, yeah. yeah. So some people have that where, they, okay, I've got these cut out. Now what do I do next? So just right. so you But know, you will see, many I stages. mean, we have seen... Very many clever ones, cute ones. I mean, really nice ones. And I'm sure they were greatly appreciated by Absolutely. the people who received them. Absolutely. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for all your podcast suggestions. We're trying to get a good batch done because uh, no one's brought COVID home yet. They just keep bringing home, like, hand-foot-mouth disease yeah, bizarre and diseases. other other things just debilitate, debilitating <laughs> uncomfortable just diseases. a little yeah just a little like i don't feel like recording a podcast while i have hand foot mouth disease so uh thank you for all your suggestions go check out the facebook group so you can drop some of those in there um and and we can get a batch done to prevent um publishing interruptions during <laughs> childhood illness season all right uh you can get a hold of us um on instagram we're at so here calm zd take it away so long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.